This is CliffCentral.com. A very good morning to everyone um, that is tuning into the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. My name is Bo Kuzi. Welcome again. It's another week. Uh, that is full and jam-packed And I look forward to be spending you guys for the next hour It is a great pleasure to be doing the last show in 2018 It's been a, such a great year It's been a very interesting year A lot of learns, I mean a lot of ups and downs A lot of lessons learned um, A lot of things went wrong You pick up yourself, you continue And there's a couple of things that are noted You know, um, um, we're in the festive season It's a great time, everybody's enjoying Everybody's having a good time uh, with their families It's a family time um, as we reflect back into the year As we know that the Unplugged and Charged radio show It does focus on young people that are hustling That are pushing That are making sure that they, they reach their ultimate goals And they reach for, uh, for that success And we always make sure that we bring you guys a very um, interesting show Whereby you guys enjoy um, and, you, and you get information and inspiration from people that are doing great things out there Today I have a very interesting show We have uh, great guests that are really doing great things um, You know, I've got uh, three or two um, individuals that are within the architectural space um, They go by the name as uh, Lebo and Harris They're going to be sharing their journey They actually own an architectural firm Which is very, very interesting They're young people that are doing some really, really great things And along with them, they've got, I've got Jane Tabete Who is a musician um, so today's show is actually uh, balanced um, It's got a bit of, um, you know, some corporate stuff, business stuff uh, That you might want to hear um, And it's got some music Because we also have Young DLC Another individual, um, a young man that lives in Pretoria Who's a producer who's doing some really, really, really awesome work He's working... Um, He's working uh, side by side with some of Africa's great um, artists. He's going to be sharing his journey as um, a very young person who's, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's, he's, he's within uh, his early 20s and he's really, really um, doing some great work. Uh, working side by side with uh, some even European um, uh, based um, artists, um, you know, and he's really, really, really um, uh, making those moves. But something that I just want to share before I delve deeper into the show, as I introduce the show to you guys, I mean, I've had a really great uh, week so far, and I was actually reflecting on a quote that I came across uh, during this week, which is, which says, "The road to the top is better than the to- is better than the top. Don't be in such a hurry." That you don't enjoy the ride I will say it again It says the road to the top Is better than the top Don't be in such a hurry That you don't enjoy the ride I found this very powerful you know And as I was just chilling And I read it And I was just reflecting On the impact And the depth of this quote You know I looked at my journey You know We, we all want to reach that top We all want to we, we all want to be successful In whatever that we do uh, We all want to see ourselves Amongst the best and even when you are amongst the best, they will tell you that, you know what, it is even harder to maintain your position amongst the best. So if you have not reached your pinnacle, you have not reached your ultimate goal, it is um, just note this quote that you must enjoy the ride to the top, no matter how hard things might be. Things might take time And I really believe that good things do take time And the longer it takes um, I believe that when you get to the top You will really appreciate what you will get Because I don't believe on overnight things I don't believe in things that just um, You know, happen uh, You know, one to one to You already got what you want Or you are where you are Look, I'm not saying that some people It's wrong for some people to really uh, Make it to the top very quickly But I believe that there's a lot of lessons That prepare you that when you get to the top, 
you will know how to handle yourself because most most of the time um, there will be certain areas that you're going to be reckless and you won't be appreciative of where you are. But then again, yeah, that's just some of um, a quote that I just noted that really spoke to myself um, as I really work hard to get to where I need to be. And I'm really thankful to, to God. You know, uh, the journey has been great. I've learned so much. I mean, I'm in love with radio. I'm in love with broadcasting. I think um, it's opened such a world um, for me to learn so many things, to come across many, many people. Some of the people that I've come across are my, are my um, role models uh, within the industry of broadcasting. And it's been so great. It's been so great to be within Cliff Central to learn within online platform, you know, different ways of, 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 of content creation. And I really believe that we're such a unique platform. It's been so great uh, to learn so much. And I really do feel that I've grown so much um, within this space. And yeah, man, as I endeavor to other areas and spaces of, of hustling, hey man, it's still a journey. But yeah, um, that's something that I just wanted to share. I think I'm going to go uh, straight into our interviewees who are with me in studio. It's so great, man. You know, when, when I'm amongst young people that are really pushing the bar, you know, and you feel that presence itself, it just tells you. If you if, if I would be able to actually have a camera in studio and show you guys that are listening, um, you know, the way that the guys are dressed up. I mean, I'm underdressed. I feel like I'm out of... I'm out of the space, but yeah, um, you're going to hear yourself. What are the guys are all about? I've got Harris. I've got uh, Lebo. I've got Jane in the studio. They're going to be sharing their journey. I'm going to start with my brother right on my left hand side. Um, Harris. Harris, how are you doing, my brother? How's it going, Chief? I'm all right. Come closer to the mic. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to um, the show. It's It's been a long time coming. Yeah. And it's been yeah quite a while. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, definitely. That's great. And I think on your right hand side, you have your partner in crime. You know, every, everywhere you go, um, when you see Harris, you will see Lebo. It's yeah, like, you guys yeah, are like yeah, twins. Yeah. You were meant to be uh, in, in the same room at the same time. And except when you were given birth, you were supposed to just one after, you know, one second after the yeah. other. Actually, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Actually weird. You say that because we always get people call us, uh, Lebs and Harris. <laughs> oh, Lebs and Harris. Lebs and Harris. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of a name, uh, that people just gave us. Uh-huh. So we always together, but not yeah. always. Yeah, because uh, you know when you when the other one is with the madam and all that and all those type of things or going with sure. the family. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. How are you doing, um, um, level? Uh, no, I'm doing good, man. How yeah. Are you, man? Well, welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge Show. Very much. It's a great pleasure to have you. And then on the far uh, left hand <coughs> side of um, um, Lebo we have Jane. Good morning, Jane. Morning. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm all right. I'm being told that you're the woman that um, has all the vocal cords and the notes um, at the right places, and you make people cry when you when you sing. I try. You try. I do try. Awesome, man. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me on the show. I'm really looking forward to be spending the next hour with you guys. Um, you know, we, we're a show that really tries to recognize young talent and, and young people that are really doing great and outstanding things out there. But I'm going to try, I'm going to start this side with Lebo and Harris. Lebo yeah. and Harris, you yes, guys sir. have been uh, yes, friends sir. for quite some time and you grew up together. And funny enough, you actually do not get, um, um, a combo or a partnership of friends that grew up from a very young age and they end yeah. up going in business. Cause a lot of people say that, you know, when you go in business with friends, it's never a good idea. Yeah, How did it come about with you guys? I mean, where did you guys grow up? Um, I don't know. You're going to take this one or should I? Uh, I know. Let me take it. First All right. Time. Sure. Sure. Um, we did not actually grow up together. Um, I grew up, uh, in a different area from him. Um, then we just uh, met uh, through dancing. We were both dancers. 
at some point. So we were just friends, people that knew each other at that point. Then it happened that I had to move um, to a different area, sure. uh, only to find out that this guy is also moving to that same area, yeah. and he's my neighbor at the same time. Oh, so we moved into the same area at the same time, whereas now we are neighbors. Mm-hmm. So that was the exciting part. Then obviously we got to hanging, you know, doing stuff together, and then we finally realized, no man, we need to get jobs. Yeah, and we need to find a way of getting this income. Uh, yeah. in, get the jobs. Right. Get the jobs right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, as the story moved on, you know, um, one of us got a a, a job uh, where we could sustain each other because we did so many things to a point whereby we'd li- literally share about twenty bucks each uh, <laughs> between each other. So that's where the brotherhood grew from. You know, that's how it happened. That you know what, whatever we do, we base it on each other. You know. All right. Now, um, you're moving a bit quickly. I want to actually focus on the part whereby you guys moved. To the same area And you guys were neighbors yeah, yeah In terms of your childhood What are some of the things That you guys shared uh, together um, um, You know Thing is When we moved in together It was I think about Five, six, seven years ago Yeah know? So um, It just so happens that uh, Both our parents Bought houses In the same neighborhood mm. You know so obviously you get to like a new neighborhood, you don't know anyone, you know, and there's this one person that you know from the past and you're like, yo, let's hang out. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. So that's pretty much how it all started. So we started hanging a lot. We'd always like take walks, like, you know how guys are, you know, uh, critique most yeah. houses in the neighborhood. I'll do this. I'll do yeah. this. You know? yeah. Little did we know that, uh, we're going to end up. Taken as 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 like a career path, you sure. know. So yeah, that's pretty much what happened. And now, in terms of, um, uh, there's a question that I wanted to ask. It just flew out of my mind. Yeah. Um, um, quickly, 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 quickly. Uh, okay. Anyway, um, moving on. In terms yeah. of um, you guys um, being part of, you said you guys were dancers at some stage. Yeah. yeah. So so before you guys got into this uh, professional corporate world and uh, you know um, office kind of work, yeah. you guys were. You know, out in the you were the cool kids yeah, at some yeah, stage. Yeah, 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 um, pretty much. It, it was just a matter of sharing the same stage, you know, the same yeah. environment. We just knew the same people. So basically everyone knew each other. It yeah. was just yeah. a one whole Pretoria group thingy. Sure. So it just happened that uh, me and him moved into the same neighborhood. Uh, we were neighbors. And then, yeah. All right. And, and in terms of, was this, uh, you guys were involved in, within hip hop? Yes. Uh, I was part of the reps at the time. And he was uh, part of a dance crew named Killswitch. Mm. So in most of our shows, I'd always bump into him, and you know, we would always talk like, "Yo, what's up, man? You good? You good? Yeah, whatever." You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how that's how we met within the dance thingy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, that's. Um, and were you guys hoping maybe to make a career out of it? Um, um at some point, yeah, but yeah. everything just fell off. Because <laughs> it was not uh, too realistic in terms of how do you get cash out of this? Because as yeah. you grow up, you you get to realize yeah. that. But hey, man. like speaking from, I I was actually looking at uh, making a career out of it. You know what I mean? Because I had got to a stage where I got paid to be on stage. I got paid to appear at events. So it kind of made sense. You know what I mean? But the consistency was not there. You know what I mean? So I had to leave. And go start something on the side yeah. Now in terms of your parents Because I'm sure your parents um, Okay it's cool yeah. uh, What type of uh, people were you? Were you the type of guys <laughs> Maybe within the commerce 
um, um, you know, study area, yeah. or were you guys that are, you know, uh, I think we studied the same thing. We studied the same thing, yeah. um, but uh, I ended up doing mechanical engineering. Yeah. Sure, he did civil. Yeah. yeah. So, but then everything just sort came of together. Yeah, came yeah. together in terms of what we're doing now. Yeah. yeah. So, so I feel like physics preparation. Alright, so now you guys grew up together from childhood Okay, moving into the same neighborhood You went to the same school Well, is, did you go to the same schools? No, 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 no. Different schools yeah, yeah, But different sort of schools. similar study, similar study Technical yeah. schools Alright, yeah. so then you were still friends then And then you moved from being friends in, in high school And then uh, within tertiary Did you guys go to the same tertiary? No, 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 no. We didn't. Different tertiary still yeah, we didn't go to the But same still tertiary. kept in touch as friends Yeah, yeah man You know what's <laughs> weird, man? Like not that we used to talk like on a regular, you know, it yeah. would go like maybe like six months without even talking. Sure. Then I'll just bump into him, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So even like on the time when we moved there, and I remember I was actually driving down my street, um, I was going to my mom's and I saw him. So I drove past him and I stopped, I reversed and I was like, yo, what are you doing here? It's like I live in this house. I'm like I'm moving in here. So hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. We just always bumped into each other, I guess. Cool. So you guys are studying, and now where did this, um, you know, journey of wanting to be in? Where did the discussion and the conversation um, of you guys going to business start? Uh, we actually we ended up working for the same company, you know, uh, Cornered Architects. At some point, um, we had lost a job. Well, both of us went out of jobs. You know what I mean? So we <laughs> sat down and we're like, okay, back to square one. Do we go and now, Look you know, run job. the CV yeah. and do all of that or do we create our own jobs? You know what I mean? Then we came to a conclusion that, you know what? Uh, yeah, we're going into business, you know, so all the little money that we had, we put it together and that was like four years ago. So that's, that's where it all started. Yeah. This is your story. So, so interesting, hey? Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Man. You know, I when you tell it, it's almost like you guys told each other, okay, do you know what? When you go to the interview, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, yeah, it sounds like you we get lie, what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Everything is just so in sync. Yeah. It's like you guys, it's, it's, it's what obviously people normally say it within relationship context, yeah, yeah, whereby yeah, 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 you were yeah. destined to be. Uh, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's God's man. plan, man. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's weird. Because even on the day we lost our jobs, we lost them like in the same day, I remember. Um, we got to work in the morning. I was with him and the boss just called us like, yo, you too. And we're like, what happens? Like, yeah, I want you guys out of here. Now we're like, okay, what happened? And yeah, we left and <laughs> yeah, this is where we are. But we, we he actually called us. I think was it early this year? Yeah, you know? yeah. And he apologized for, you know, obviously mistreating us and, and all of that, you know, mm. hoping that it would come back, but it's, it was too late. Yeah. Now, in terms of you guys, um, you know, your work journey, because I am aware that you guys obviously worked within the same company. Yeah. Um, and this was also in relation with the type of business that you guys are yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the, the, the tips and traits that you guys picked up, uh, um, you know, in, in your duration and tenure of, of work together within that company? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm sure there's stuff that, I mean, that hel- that helps you now that, you know, you can be able to to, you know, say, look, it helped and it, it, it was um, of great use to be, to, to be amongst that company that has inspired you to open your own business. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's more of, you know, when you want to learn something, uh, you are more determined, uh, uh, more passionate about it, uh, regardless of the money and all that. Uh, it was just a matter of being determined, uh, know, wanting to know what's this. Uh, the softwares we had to teach yeah. ourselves, the softwares, type of softwares, uh, by books, uh, getting to depth in terms of the knowledge of yeah. our industry. You know, we did all that self-taught. 
know. And I think yeah. also like paying more attention to detail, yeah. you know what I mean? Because uh, our industry, it's one that you need to be, you can't be ignorant, you know what I mean? So you have to pay attention to like every little detail, you know sure, what I mean? Yeah. So I think that's what uh, I learned. That was the biggest thing that I learned, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because now obviously we, we run our own firm, you know what I mean? So you get to a point where now you have to have people that maybe report directly to you, you know what I mean? And if you miss like small details, then bruh, like things, sure. yeah, it gets hectic. It goes, it goes bad. Yeah, it goes yeah. bad. All right, cool. Thank you so yeah. much. I think we're gonna, we're gonna return back to you guys and, um, okay. I just want to be able to, uh, bring in the other guests yes, onto yes, the show because yes, yes, yes. we've got two other individuals that are within the All music right. space. I mean, even the way that you guys are sitting is like you guys planned. Yeah. We've got the musicians this side, we've got the architects this yeah, side. It's but yeah, plan, it's God's a great plan. thing. But um, we're going to come back to you guys. But yeah, in the show, I've got myself um, again. As I said, I've got Jane Tabete and I've got Young DLC, and these are two individuals that are really doing uh, great things within the music space, the media space, and um, you know they see themselves as being amongst the best, um, best of the best. Music Musicians in, in, in the country, in the world, and in Africa. Um, I'm gonna actually introduce, I'm just gonna bring in Young DLC into the, into the mic just to introduce himself. How are you doing, brother? I'm good, man. How's it going? I'm great. I'm so honored to have you on the show. Thanks Thank you so much me. for coming through. It's all good, man. Yeah? Yeah. And then on the other side of God to Jane. Jane, how are you doing for the second time again? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Look, guys, I just want us, I mean, both of you guys to just share your experiences. I'm gonna start with, um, Young DLC. Um, Young DLC, you're very young. And, um, you know, you're very deep into the production side of music and you're doing some great things. And, you know, you, you, it's, it's not often that you come across young people, especially within our country. We see young musicians really making it and, and actually competing with some of the best of the best. Cause I think within the music industry, young people have been undermined and looked down upon and, you know, uh, for a very long time. I think within the past, if not, um, just under um, nine or eight years, we've seen a couple of uh, great young talent. I mean, in the country that is actually really amongst the best um, in the world right now. Uh, with yourself, where did this? Uh, okay, firstly, where is Young DLC from? Um, young DLC is from Zimbabwe. I grew up there. That's where I was born. And um, I started making music because my dad is also a producer. So. Just from watching him, I started to pick up some things and I would ask him everything about music. So he taught me like the basics. For me, it started off as a hobby and then it just continued as a hobby. I didn't know you can get paid from it. And then people started paying me for it. And I'm like, you're paying me for my hobby. <laughs> and then I just continued doing it. Sure. Yeah. Now tell me, have you always been like a computer um, game a related kind of a, 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 I mean, a kid. Yeah. Um, you know, cause most of the time, you know, it's, 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 it's the kids that spend so much time with PC and technology that end up knowing such things very quickly and learn these things much earlier than, than the rest. Yeah. I, I mean, was one of those kids where my parents would actually have to shout at me to go play outside because <laughs> mm-hmm. I would always be on some console in the house. Yeah. So they would have to actually kick me out and say, yo, go out and play outside because this is not normal anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that's how I got into like production space. So I don't mind spending my time alone with machines. Sure. That's literally my life. That is so awesome. And then you see such traits within uh, some of the international ads, even some of the local ads. And it's something that, um, you know, parents, um, really don't understand at, at an early stage. They don't know that when you're sitting there and you're going through stuff, even if it's as easy as learning songs and lyrics and you're listening to the, to the, to the radio, there's something that sparks 
some kind of a talent. Yeah. And they only obviously realize later when you actually do this thing and they see the results in terms of it's really paying off and you're making money out of it. <laughs> now with you, where did this uh, professional, where you started doing the production in a sense of you actually see yourself, I'm actually working now? Um, I guess that will have to be in 2014 when I did the Zimbabwe Color and Festival because my friend, he was doing it and then they were looking for the theme song. So he obviously knew my music and he was like, yo, we're looking for a theme song, which is sort of like the kind of music that you're making. So what do you think of trying it? Because I can pitch it for you. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I did the song and then he pitched it and then they loved it. So they used that as the official theme for that festival. And then they paid me for it. And me, I just thought like, ah, they just wanted a song to put on. Mm -hmm. And then now they're saying, oh, invoice us. And I'm like, what? No way. (laughs) How did the invoice look? Well, you know, it's the first invoice. So you're like, yes. Yeah. All right, that was your first batch of money that was coming into your pocket. Yeah. Now you were still in Zimbabwe. Yeah. And when did you make your journey to come to South Africa? Well, I came here to study and I'm still studying. So that was in 2015, I think. 2015, that's when I started studying here. I was doing digital music composition and production. Okay. So I'm still in that same space. I'm just sharpening my soul. (laughs) Great. So now when you were in Zimbabwe, you were um, still in high school. Yeah. But still producing. Yep. And now in terms of you progressing and, and going, I mean, obviously moving up the ladder, <laughs> was it just producing in your own space at home and you were not doing really much about it? And you know, such opportunities where they come by accent, like the festival that you were able to produce, yeah. um, something and it was, it paid off. Is there any other thing that you do while you were in Zimbabwe that actually, you know, you saw yourself, you know what, actually this thing is moving? Well, yeah, you have to put your music out there, first of all, because most of the time I would spend my music and then just play it to my friends. And it's cool. We play it in the car. We keep it moving like that. But then I, when I started actually putting it out there for people to listen, that's when I started, people not, started noticing what I do. And for me, I was like a best kept secret for, for a long time. Sure. So I had to put it out there. Mm-hmm. That's how I got most of these opportunities, people, when they notice, like, oh, this guy does this. Mm. And then they're like, oh, can we work with you? And I'm like, ah, yeah, sure. You must have been very aggressive. Because it, well, it's, it's very difficult. There's a lot of producers that try to put themselves out there, but don't get recognition. You know, and um, I think, you know, when when they say when stars align, look, there's nothing you can do. When, when God says yes, nobody can say no. Yeah. And I think it's one of those situations with yourself. But now, I'm interested to know, when you came to South Africa... What are some of the, did you face any challenges? And if you did, what are some of the challenges that you faced when you, I mean, you coming into another country, you're a yeah. producer. Um, I know that probably you had risen a, a certain level of a profile while you were in Zimbabwe, but when you're in South Africa, there's a, there's a different ball game. Yeah. What are some of the, your, your, your tactics that you applied to try and, you know, get into the game again? Well, the biggest thing for me has always been consistency. I always try to, Put in 10,000 hours Like I know Things don't happen overnight Mm. So But I know With consistency Everything Like all your efforts Will compound And at some point At some point It's like a rule of nature For me Sure At some point You will meet That opportunity Mm -hmm. All you have to do Is to be prepared For that opportunity Otherwise it will happen Mm -hmm. If you keep on moving One step at a time It will happen So for me The challenge Is just You know Everyday challenges, everyone faces them, but sure. for me, I just keep on pushing yeah. until I know at some point awesome. nothing is forever. <laughs> Great. We've got to actually delve deeper into some of the achievements and things that you actually, that you have done and yeah. that are awesome. You know, I think 
I was actually going something, coming across something. Actually, there was a quite a battle between Lasizwe and Pearl Tusi on 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 social media, mm-hmm. and it was this whole comment about. Um, they commented about obviously there was that um, global citizen concert and yeah. uh, Beyonce posted a video with um, DJ Maporisa uh, song as a backtrack. Yeah, and obviously they were commenting on that and stuff. And one of the comments was that we only wait until international artists actually affirm certain things about South African artists or local artists for us to appreciate them. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you are actually one of the people, the young people that are doing great things in the country <laughs> and in Africa, Thanks, and man. that we're gonna <laughs> speak about just now. Um, I'm just going to move over to Jane Tabete Another musician, young lady Who's a hustler And uh, someone that's really great and talented um, Jane Tabete Tell us a bit more about yourself Where are you from? Um, born and bred in Pretoria Tembisa, Kubeni mm-hmm. To Mamilodi West To Attridgeville Alright, can you repeat that? <laughs> um, I was born and bred in Pretoria Yes um, Lived in Tembisa, Kubeni Mm-hmm I moved to Mamilodi West mm-hmm. And I currently reside in Atridgeville Where did you spend most of your childhood? Mamilodi, I guess But around just yes, was, Yeah Alright, so you basically more of a Praetorian person Yes, I am Okay, and now in terms of you growing up in, 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 um, in Pretoria Mamalodi, you say? Yes I know Mamalodi, it's a very musically inclined um, township Absolutely um, Obviously, Pretoria being known as a very uh, base for house music And a lot of legends have come out of um, Pretoria per se I mean, and even Mamalodi right now When we speak about music within the house genre Within a piano, um, vocalist and all that We see people like Lady Zamar, etc, etc et We can name a few um, Did you at any stage, maybe growing up there um, get any motivation from growing up from that environment, um, you know, as a person that is within the music space? Well, firstly, I was introduced to music via gospel. Sure. So I think I was eight and I went to my first ever Joya Celebration concert and that was it. I never stopped singing after that day. I is sang it? every single day, gospel songs every day. And and how old were you back then? Eight. Eight years old? Yeah. Wow, okay. I was introduced to your house music, you know, because our elder cousins and brothers would take us out with them to parks and all of that, and we'd be dancing. So that's how I got introduced to house music. Interesting. Yeah, and my cousins just all dance, so. Yeah? I just had to fall in some way. You know, (laughs) there's something about people that sing. Um, It's interesting that he didn't mention it. I don't know whether he forgot or something, but I think... 80%, 80%, if not, I mean, I, I may not be accurate, but the majority of people that sing, they always say they started at church. It's easier. Why it is, is it easier? Because, I don't know, they just give you this thing that you can, you can do it. The basics. Because if they're singing in the choir and you want to join in, tomorrow I feel like just going above everyone, and that's how it just went about. Yeah. I still sing in the church choir, so. <laughs> so now tell me, because I mean, there's, there's a certain level where there's a conflict and I'm, and I'm, I'm asking this just to just pick on your brain. Um, cause you know, some church people are very conservative. They say, you know, when you sing, when you sing in gospel, you need to stick within gospel. You know, cause when you delve in deeper into the other <laughs> genres, you know, you start del- um, in redirecting your faith into yeah. things that are not related to church. How did you find that and how did you balance that and how are you balancing it since you say that you still sing in the choir? Well, when I'm singing with my church choir, it's a whole lot different mm-hmm. because of the church I'm in. So 
I do not um it's not like I moved from that Jane. I'm still the same Jane at church and I'm a whole lot different when I'm in studio doing house music and and they do support it also. Mm-hmm. They do listen to it and they don't judge me as per se. So when it comes to gospel, I haven't changed still um old traditional hymns. Is it? Mm. Awesome. And what church do you go to? Um ZCC. ZCC. Awesome. Mm-hmm. In terms of your 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 music um, are you more of a vocalist or are you a full on artist whereby you, you, you know, obviously, okay, you guys may, may school me in terms of the music. Maybe I'm saying certain things wrong here. Um, the, I mean, being a vocalist and being an actually full on artist, is there a difference or is it the same thing? A lot of people say it's this, it's, it's different. Okay. There are some people call themselves just vocals. Sure. And um, vocalists. And then there are people who are artists, musicians. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard sure. So I'm trying to be A full on Artist musician mm-hmm. As in I'm also trying to learn um, Instruments I want to literally be A whole performer on stage sure. And not just stand And just give you my voice I mm-hmm. want you To give everything on stage And leave it there That's what I'm trying to work on Like the people The likes of Alicia Keys Like your Alicia Keys Yeah um, Your Adele's your, mm-hmm. There's a lot Awesome Now in terms of your Your, your music journey And singing um, you know, is, is it something that you've always done by yourself or there, you know, there are people that you met along the way that actually held you by the hand, you know, gave you exposure, you know, either invited you to, to other concerts for you to learn more. Um, how did you manage to sharpen your skill and your talent as you moved along to until you are where you are today? Um, most of the time I was alone. I was one of those people who just sing in the house and I would practice. If I'm listening to a Whitney Houston song and she goes up, I want to go up with her mm-hmm. every single day until I get it right. So I was already, I had already worked on my voice. And then that's when I met Ginny Boy, um, DJ Ginny Boy, who's also a part of my church, made him at church. And I think I was in grade seven. And he said to me, no, you know what? You can actually really, really sing. Let's put you in studio and see what you can do. And he was giving me hip hop beats. And I was writing and I was writing. So I'm a poet and awesome. uh, a writer as well. Sure. So I decided, you know what? Um, let me see what I can do on hip hop beats. And then the more I listened and then the more I wrote for hip hop, I realized I like writing for hip hop, but it's not something that I want to do as a person. And when Ginny Boy then took me and made me meet Mapentan from Atridgeville, and that was it for me. He introduced me to music and he was then going by DJ Casano and... I never stopped, was introduced to house music and here I am. Very interesting. And now is there any any clash in, in being a vocalist or a singer whereby you're still learning how to perfect the skill of being a singer in terms of um being able to sing like you say you were you at some stage someone threw a hip hop beat. I mean um, as as a, as a female, I would imagine that also you probably are inclined within the R and B space, and then with house music. What are the challenges between those? I'm just interested to know in terms of how you manage to, you know, your headspace and being able to jump and be diverse. Because some people, as I said, said some people that like singing gospel music. If you put them in hip hop or R and B, they'll find it difficult. In in terms of yourself, how do you diversify yourself and being able to 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 navigate your skills in that way? For me, it's not really that difficult because I literally sit down and connect with the beat first. It doesn't matter. It can bring me gospel, rock music, anything. I need to connect with the beat first 
and then I will write. Sure. It's always the case. So if you bring me a hip hop beat that I'm not feeling, I'm not going to do it. But if you bring me a hip hop beat that I really can, I think I can throw myself in and do something. Look, I man. Do it. On your left hand side, you're literally sitting with a producer. <laughs> <laughs> and I can tell you that guy is amazing. He can produce something from scratch. And one of the notable things that I can mention, um, I think I did say to his brother that's in the studio with us, Tendai, and I said to him, I actually saw you on one of uh, the SABC1 uh, uh, producing shows uh, called, one, called Ones and Twos. He was one of the one of the guys that commented on some of the stuff that the people actually were doing, wow. which um, you know it says a lot in terms of your caliber and your and your and your ability and your recognition in terms of yourself and production. How where do you start to even begin to to string together beats and finally getting a song or a, a whole track worthy of a, of of a beat? all depends with who I am what kind of headspace I'm in sometimes I can literally wake up with a melody in my head and then I'll start programming from there sometimes I just hear something on the road and I'm like wow that's a cool sound Mm -hmm. start programming from there sometimes I don't have anything in my mind I just sit there start doodling and playing around and then that's how ideas come so it all depends with what situation what do I have to do in a specific situation that inspires a beat. Let's let's be more um, specific in terms yeah. of um, what genre do you, or particularly, specialize in, and which other genres can you actually produce? Because I'm aware that you're multi-talented. So I like to say that I specialize in electronic dance music, but if you check throughout this whole year, I've just been producing like pop, Afro beats, and all other genres that have nothing to do with. Electronic dance music But myself When I make my music For my satisfaction mm-hmm. It's mostly Electronic dance music But I'm All across the board Yeah Yeah Okay right And now in terms of um, the, the the music that really um, Began to raise your profile And have you Joined some I mean some of the Noteworthy Music companies That I mean Every producer Wishes I mean at the At the young age that you are There's certain Things that you are, you've done and that you are doing that there's producers that have been producing for years and wait until certain competitions for them to get recognition, um, you know, to, to be part of how, how, which are those companies? Cause I don't want to say it. I want you to say it yourself. <laughs> which are those companies and how was, how's, how's the journey been for, I mean, within your production space? Um, it's, you know, it's okay. I can't complain, man. Like I said, everything takes time. Mm-hmm. It's all about 10,000 hours into your work. So what I make sure that I do is that I'm always prepared. Every time I get so annoyed if I don't feel prepared. So mm-hmm. every time for anything that I do, I need to feel prepared. Sure. So I always spend my time sharpening the saw, 100%. increasing the skill that I can, whatever I have to do just to make sure when the time comes... Mm-hmm. I am full on there. I'm prepared and ready to go. You know, there's a very powerful thing that you're actually mentioning right there, whereby they always say that, um, you know, it, it's a life thing. You will never be able to get what you what you want or that you've been aiming for when you are not prepared. Yeah. So in other words, when something doesn't really work out at the time at which you want it to work out, the possible message is that you need to prepare yourself so that you are ready. Yeah. So the fact that you mentioned that you're always sharpening your skills you're always doing something that's going to make sure that you are at your A game. Yeah. It shows that you are preparing for yourself for any kind of 
opportunity that may come that yeah. will make sure that it puts you to the top. Yeah. And I think it's something that we can pick up as young people that we always need to be consistent because that thing needs a lot of consistency, a lot of dedication, <laughs> a lot of mental focus. Yeah. And again, at the same time, you will, most of the time when you actually in that space, you find that, um, you end up being a lonely person. You end up being a weird person. People don't understand yeah. because your vision and where you see yourself and what you want to do, other people may not understand. Even your own family members. Yeah. At least maybe people that you work with, you know, they will actually understand because they, they part of the journey. And it's, it's actually very powerful. I need you to just mention some of the, the, the major uh, um, accolades that you've managed to achieve over, over your time that you've been uh, a producer. Well, <laughs> who are some of the people that you've worked with? <laughs> well, it's, uh, let me just. Mentioned from this year, sure. really. <laughs> this year, I've managed to do a production music album for EMI UK. I did it with Neil Solomon, which is like one of the best composers in SA right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I've also done my second season, or actually third season, sure. of Coke Studio as a resident producer. And I also was invited for Nando's Music Exchange in the UK as well. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I've done the Danike, the new single, the things we do. I produce that. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's what I can think of from the top of my head right now. My brother, you're doing great stuff. You're doing great stuff. And I'm sure, um, hopefully the, the, the lady that's sitting next to you, um, Jane will probably have some talks, you know, I don't know, maybe somewhere along <laughs> the line. It's all good. It's all good, man. You get what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jane, in terms of your musical journey and where you are right now, uh, what are some of the highlights? That you've managed to come across Well mine are not really As big because I'm still um, Working on my music as per se Sure But working with Bentel um, This year was really cool With the songs that we did We didn't release them yet but Is it Pencil, the guy that works with Zingmaster? Yes, that that's, one That's quite You can't say that it's not <laughs> Look man, you cannot hear this This guy, you don't have to mention no, The I, fact that you're doing such great Because those are people that are noteworthy And are doing such a, a major difference true. Within the country in terms of music That's true But I feel like we all have certain goals for ourselves Sure right? So for me I want to be known as Jane Tabete mm-hmm. You know, not um, always associated Because um, this year I've just been an associated act with a lot of people. Sure. Like including um we did the Pentel's birthday celebration and I was with him on stage and everything. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. So now I'm just working on my EP and I hope it really does well next year. Sure. Mm. That's really awesome. I'm gonna actually fly to the to my to my left and come back to the brothers who are more serious, you know. <laughs> There you will find them in the office with the laptops, you know, trying to strike the next deal because they want to get those millions, you know what I mean, and drive those Lamborghinis and buy those mansions, you know what I mean. You know, actually mentioning that, Harris What's up, man? and Lebo, yeah, a lot of people when you go into the architecture space, they expect that within probably the first year, you strike a deal. Yo, I'm gonna be rolling with the latest Rolls Royce, Bentley or convertible, whatever the case yeah. is. But people are not aware of the hard work that goes behind it. That before you actually start making money, there's a lot of discipline and structure that needs to be put in place. And I'm sure you guys, even where you are, it took a lot of effort and time to make sure that your company yeah. is of an appeal that when you either pitch to whatever business deal that you guys want to strike next, 
people are, are impressed and see. I mean, even the way that you guys dress. I mean, I see you you wearing a a a, a yeah, better yeah, architectural yeah, projects yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly shirt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's those small things. Can you just speak about some of the etiquette and 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 detailed things that you guys pay attention to to make sure that you guys are outstanding? Okay, I think one. <laughs> Um, one of the biggest thing about our industry is that it's more, it's very white dominated industry, you know. So, um, sometimes you have to first start by finding yourself within the industry. You, you get what I mean. So I think us just finding ourselves was like one of the hardest things to do, you know. So then, uh, eventually as we grew, we got to meet up with, uh, some very influential guys, you know. Um, some guys that we currently look up to, you know, that, uh, they always make sure that they, they put us on, you know what I mean? And they guide us where they can. So, yeah, I think that's, uh, one of the things that have helped us to, to get to where we are right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then in terms of your working relationship, and I'm sure yeah. there's certain things that Lebo is strong at and certain things that you are not strong at. How do you guys True. balance the two? Um, we work it out, man, because at the end of the day, we're a team. Because yeah. if I flop, he flops. Yeah. He flops, I yeah, flop. Yeah, yeah. So whatever I can handle, I handle. Yeah. I make sure I do it. Yeah. And also whatever because, can, like, sorry to interrupt you. And also because, like, we two, we two different. Me and this guy, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of strengths that he has that I like. You know what I mean. And there's a lot of strengths that I have personally. Sure. So whenever we come together, it just I don't know. It just combo. Yeah. It's it's like we go full circle. You know what I mean? So yeah. Just to put you on the spot, what are some of the just two strengths that you have <laughs> and two strengths that you have that he doesn't have? Um Okay, I don't know. Uh <laughs> I think I, I, I'm 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 the more talkative one. Sure. So I feel like obviously sometimes um Wow man, this is a really tough question. <laughs> uh I don't know, man. I, I feel like sometimes maybe people tend to relate to me more because I'm the the one who tends to be a bit more talkative. Sure. And he's more, you know, he he's a chilled guy. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Mm. And also in the workspace, he tends to be maybe a bit more focused than me at times, you know. Sure. Sometimes I just yeah, <laughs> you know. So I think that's that's a strength that he has, you know. So sometimes he pulls me back, like, "Yo, bro, let's do this." You know what I mean? Awesome. So yeah, I think that's yeah, one or two. All right, cool. Now I want to talk a little bit about the more the, about the money. Jeez, bro. Now, in, <laughs> why the money is that? Um, you know, business has to make sense. Yeah. And um, I think sometimes people go into business without necessarily um doing proper. Research yeah. or schooled uh, properly in terms of the industry that they fall into. Yeah. In terms of you guys, what are some of the lows and losses that you guys have actually gone through in uh, the journey that you've been in? Because I know that a lot of people, there's a certain point where as a business person, you lose money. Yeah, true. And then you have to recover from that. So what are some of yeah, your guys' lows? Um, let me just add on to what you said right mm. now. I feel like... Um, the government, um, the educational system, sure, um, has to actually introduce uh, financial literacy. Yeah, uh, on uh, on top of the subjects that we're doing because we we got it very hard at first. You know, when we got our first client, the money was there. Awesome. We're not used to that type of money getting into account and all that. Mm. So we made uh, bad choices in terms of how to spend that money. But as time went by. You get to realize, no, 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 man. This is how we actually have to strategize yeah. our money and moving forward. Yeah. So I feel like 
for having that right financial background in yeah. terms of education really helps you moving forward in terms yeah. of they might give us uh, both 50 bucks but we will spend it in, in a different yeah. way and so, also yeah. we, we, we learn so much from the people around us you know what I mean like obviously there's people that have done what we're doing sure you know even if it's not in the architectural industry in something else you know what i mean we always go to them for advice you know i know from my side personally my father plays a very huge role you know what i mean even when i argue with a client i still go to him and be like yo hey there's this guy man you know so i sit with him and he tells me he's like yo man this is how you behave as a man this is how you handle yourself you know so i think uh personally i think my father plays a huge role in terms of me personally and like managing my finances in a in a, in a proper way. You know? Who plays a huge role in your life? Yeah, um, my parents, of course. Yeah, because well, they were there from the from the start, start. till now. Mm. Um, and obviously myself, man, because mm. I have to be responsible for anything that I do. Yeah. Sure. So if I flop, mm. it means that it's on me, and it's never on someone else. So every decision that I make is based on what I think about myself. Mm-hmm. And yeah, obviously the people around you are very influential in terms of who you're gonna be True. in the next five years. True. There's this thing um, uh, they say that uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Yeah, sure, that thing is very, very, very true, man. Yeah. Surround yourself with people that are really good for your health in terms of true. your spiritual life, your financial yeah. life, your health. Your relationships, how do you move, how do you act, how do you dress up, how you smell. Those type of things really put you on that pedestal of who you're going to be in the yeah. next five years mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. Right. Now, in terms of business, a lot of people come across people that crook them. Yeah. And um, people promise you the world. Yeah. They say they're going to do one, two, and three, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and they don't do it. And sometimes people find themselves broke. Yeah. Where the there's the bank balance is zero. Yeah. Did you guys come across any of those kind of situations? Um a lot of them. Yeah, we have obviously. And how did you recover? Um I think one thing that me and this guy have in common is that like we peacemakers, you know what I mean? So whenever something like that happens, we always go back and sit down, you know what I mean? And we obviously understand that our journey was Made by God, you know what I mean? So we always sit and be like, you know what, it's fine, bruh. He did this and this and this. Let's forgive him and move forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And every time that happens, we always come back like 10 times stronger. You sure. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then obviously in a couple of months, same people will call you back and be like, yo, dude, you know. So mm-hmm. I feel like you just forgive and move forward, man. Also, just to add on to that, yeah. um, as an entrepreneur, you, you never fail. Yeah. You just always have problems to solve. Yeah. So if you fail with this one, that's a problem. You get to solve it, then you move yeah. on. So yeah. you become stronger at that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's important to always, like I'm one person that I, I don't like problems, mm-hmm. you know? So whenever someone presents problems to me, I, I, I want solutions. So, uh, immediately you tell me, yo, Harris, uh, one, two, three, one, two, three. After you're done, I'm, a, I'm already, I forgot about what you said. I'm trying to find a solution, you know. Yeah. So I feel like that's what always helps me get up and go. I mean, you would know that I'm, so <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I like solutions. I'm yeah. just one person. Yeah. I like solutions. Yeah. All right. Cool. Talking about business yeah. and 
Um, a lot of the times people think that business is just formal. You have a suit and tie. Yeah. And unfortunately, as time goes by and time revolves and we're living in 20, we're in 2018 now. Yeah. And fortunately, and, and, and as time goes by, we learn so many things about different spaces and yeah. how we, how can they can revolve. True. Now, as I speak to you guys, it, you know, it sounds like when I talk business, I only have to speak about you guys yeah, yeah. who are within architect. Yeah. And I know that for sure. Yeah. That if you're a mus- musician, whether you're a, pro- you're a producer, you are a musician, you singer, you are business yourself. You have to rep- it it's one of those things that when you other within the media space, you're a DJ, you're a producer, you're a singer, anything, you are business. And that is how it actually operates this this in in these days and you find that a lot of even artists, they actually prefer to be independent and not signed under a label in order for them to make more music or more or more money and yeah. get themselves more out there because there's this tendency that uh, music labels They kind of limit And they control you Therefore you don't have Freedom To do what you want Let me just start with Jane In terms of yourself Where do you see yourself Positioning yourself Within the media space As seeing yourself As a business Well I obviously want to be An independent artist I am For now Sure um, Maybe one day I'll decide to be signed It all depends on what the contract says mm-hmm. But for now I really just want to be independent Do my own things mm-hmm. Write music for other musicians That's business as well Sure Write um, music for other musicians Work and collaborate with awesome. others That's yeah That's where I'm at right Alright Is there anybody that taught you How to read a contract Because those are some of the things That you know Musicians have, have had well, problems for years I have a very good team By my side Yeah You know So they help me with that they really help me with that That's And awesome. my parents as well They're very active so. Sure Now I do know that When it comes to producing um, You know The producing side of things You can um, Make so much money <laughs> You know um, Especially when you carry yourself As a business We see Some some people that are Making crazy money Whereby their music Is being um, Heard And being played Among some of the best musicians In the country yeah. Yourself Young DLC um, What are some of the things That you make sure are correct for yourself to put yourself across as a musician because you don't want people just to see a young guy, you know, mm-hmm. that's just chilled, that just that's a, that's a student, um, you know, and they're probably gonna undermine you. But yeah. now it's up to you to make sure that you give off the right impression and an impression that is respectable. Mm-hmm. What do you do to make sure that is in po- on point? Well, I just finished studying music business as the whole. Because I understood at a very young age that this thing is not just talent. Mm. Most of it, talent is like 10, 20%. Most of it is 80% is business. Sure. People are there to get money. See the money coming <laughs> in or money coming out. Yeah. So that's all people want. So I focused on my energy on learning the business side. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm like a pro, but I understand right now what I have to get into a contract or if I'm getting into a contract, what I want to get out of it, I understand that and how I can negotiate mm-hmm. to get something where we're like, okay, now we're happy. Let's move on and let's sign this thing. So for me, I would say reading books. <laughs> yeah, that's my one of my biggest hobbies. Like I do that every day. I read. I try to just learn more awesome. every time. Yeah, that's great. Now, in terms of we're actually running out of time and we're reaching the end of the show, I'm just gonna quickly skim through everyone just to ask pretty much a common question. Within the next couple of years, let's say, if you wanna call it a short term or long term, next five years, where do you see yourself? Where I see myself in the next five years, uh, 
Tomorrowland, man. Playing at Tomorrowland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would try Tomorrowland. Yeah. Yeah. You said playing at Tomorrowland. Yeah, DJing there. Alright, that's yeah. DJing. Mm. In terms of production? Uh, production, that would be on the big stage. I'm playing my own music. Awesome. I'm not DJing someone else's music. I'm playing what I produced. That's great. It's unfortunate that we couldn't actually play something from your side, but I really would like you to share your platforms that where people can actually get your music and listen to what you produce. Yeah, um, my music is everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, every pop platform on young dlc 96 that's the same with all social media platforms young dlc 96 so, yeah yeah you can just search it and then you'll find it or just google it young dlc 96 you'll find it and that's the similar 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 um, um handles in terms of your social media yeah, everything is young dlc 96 all right cool when it comes to jane in the next um, three to four, five years, where do you see yourself? I see myself not only as a musician, but as a businesswoman. And yeah, I want to work with big names in the industry. Uh, put my name out there. Hopefully one day, life at the Apollo Theater. <coughs> yeah. Awesome. And now, quick, quick, quick question before I move on. Who do you look up to currently within the music space, female? Shikana. Why Shikana? She has literally bought her own sound. And put it on the platform for us to just listen to and love it. Sure. She doesn't do something that anyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. And we love her for it. She has an amazing voice, beautiful style. And now Chicano's within the R&B, hip-hop genre. Pop, yes. That's interesting. And you within house? For now. For now. <laughs> for now. Okay. Yeah. I'm awesome. open to different genres. And mm-hmm. I'm working maybe on indie, pop. So, yeah. Is it? Mm. That's awesome. Now, in terms of your music and what you do, where can people get your stuff? Um, social media, Jane Tabete. Um, I have a couple of tracks on iTunes, Spotify. We are featuring Benta, but it's Jane Tabete everywhere. Jane Tabete. That's awesome. Right. I'm coming across to my brothers on my left. <coughs> Guys, yeah. within the business world, we know that it's a rough one and it's never an easy one. Within the next three to four, five years, where do you guys see yourself within the, with your firm? Oh, with the firm. Mm. Um, let me start off by business wise in general. I mean, yeah. yes, obviously, we both want to see ourselves driving those Lamborghinis <laughs> and all that. But the biggest, the biggest point, uh, I want to actually try and point out is that you can dream as much as you can, but if you're not making moves or implementation towards the goal, then it's kind of pointless for you to do it. Yeah. So obviously, yeah, man, we'd want to see our firm as big as, as, as Bigger than it is right now, um, having to empower more people. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if Harris wants to add on to that. Um, yeah, sure, I, I would like that. Um, it's a, I think what you're asking, it's a very exciting question for me. You know, I think personally, uh, as a man, I would like to just see myself grow more into being a family man. You know, um, probably in the next five years, just settling down. You know. And as a, as a business person, man, I just, yeah, I just want to be as big as I can become. You know what I mean? So we just recently started a construction company, me and the dude. Yeah. Uh, it's called BAP Construction. So we already did a couple of projects. Right now we're building a, a nightclub in Brit. So that's one of our new babies. You know, I hope next year yeah. it, it blossoms and it becomes really big. 
And we also branched out into interior designing, you know, so we just got a couple of juniors on board right now. So yeah, pretty much yeah, next year the sky's the limit. We just wanna go in and hard, man. You know, Lebza, I mean? any family in, in the pipelines anytime soon? Yeah, of course, man. I mean what kind of a man do you wanna be if you're not <laughs> planning on doing that? You yeah. Know? But yeah, obviously individually I also wanna see myself on that pedestal, you know. Sure. Yeah, you know, the picking is there, you know. But yeah, that's uh the biggest goal is 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 going further than that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. Sure. In terms of your stuff, I mean where people can check out your stuff Because I know that As much as you're in business There's um, also an element Where you need to put yourself out there yeah. Where they, can people check out your stuff? Um, So social media uh, Facebook uh, Better Architectural Projects uh, Twitter uh, Harris underscore Malavela Instagram Better Architectural Projects Harris underscore Malavela Or www.betterarchitects.co.za Yeah, so that's where we can... All right, get at us. Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. Thank you so much, guys, for coming to the show. Up, it's man. been a really great pleasure. Yeah, uh, Young yeah. DLC, Jane Tabete, um, Lebo, and Harris. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. It's been thank a really great pleasure. It's been a very you, motivational man. show. Yeah. Uh, thank you to everybody that's been tuning in. It's my name is Smokehuzi. You can chat me on at Smokehuzi on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much. And I wish everybody a great Christmas and a fantastic new year. See you guys on the other side. This is Cliff Central dot com